welcome to the Enneagram One Project Podcast with your host, Dominic Vandal, where ones come to learn mindset tools and embodiment techniques to reduce frustrations, quiet their inner critic, and live a most expansive life. If you're ready to make your unique oneness your superpower, then this is the show for you. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Enneagram One Project Podcast, Episode 8, Easy, It's Not a Cop Out. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to let you know that I'll be hosting a four-day event in our brand new Facebook group. I will be going live each day with tips, tools, and techniques to help you become more sensitive to your felt experience, your felt senses, what's going on inside. This is the foundation you need if you're interested in getting out of your head and back into your body. This is the event where we take it one step at a time. And like any good event, there will be a giveaway at the very end for those who participated. The Facebook group will open February 28th in preparation for the event that will start March 1st. You can get all the information you need from my weekly newsletter, and you can sign up as early as today via the button for the Facebook group registration that you can find over at dominicvandal.com slash links. I will, of course, have this link in the show notes. The Facebook group is going to be the place, the place to talk about any and all topics related to Enneagram type ones. And related to the podcast, there will be extra trainings and events and coaching available for you as well. I cannot wait to meet you in the group. Now on to today's topic. I think it's only fair to say that as Enneagram type ones, we tend to have a lot of goals and challenges that we give ourselves. We are always after that improvement. I am sharing with you today the best advice I was ever given when facing a challenge, and also the fun and quirky ways I have applied that advice in my life. Fun is not reserved for sevens, my friends. It is not. And so the best advice I was ever given is this. Make it as easy as possible for yourself. Get comfortable with one part of the process, then add, then keep going. I strongly believe that easy is not a cop-out. A little context for you. This came about from a salesperson. We were about to have our first child and I wanted very much to use cloth diapers. To each their own, of course, and if this grosses you out, don't worry, I won't go into any queasy details here. So we're at the store looking at all the cloth diapering options. Talk about getting lost in something you think you did enough research, but then maybe you can never do enough research on cloth diapers. The lovely sales lady asked if this is our first, our first child. We say yes. Yes, it is. Have you ever dealt with changing diapers before? Hmm. We were honest and we said, no, not really. Well, okay. My husband, he has but never to the degree that we were about to have with a newborn. She tells us, at the risk of losing the sale, she tells us, start with just getting used to changing regular diapers with your baby. 
And when you have that down, come back and get what you need to make the switch. I was in shock. Just so you know, she did not lose the sale. We did go back maybe two months or so after our kid was born and we did make the switch. She didn't lose the sale, but she could have. She knew it was going to be an adjustment. This newborn business, absolute adjustment. Get used to doing the bare minimum or the baseline and then add to it. The baseline here being just diapering a child and then adding to it was our ideal cloth diapers. So that's what we did. And you know what? When our second was born, we were able to transition much, much faster to cloth diapers. This, of course, is not at all about telling you which diapers to use. It's about how we can have the best intentions, ways to honor each and every single one of our values and ones we have so many we want to stay in integrity with. But this, this idea of meeting all of our values all at once is exhausting and is setting us up for failure. I set myself up for success as much as possible, and I offer the same to my clients. In fact, I've offered the same to you in previous episodes. So in today's episode, I'm going to offer that making it easy is not a cop-out. Even in the self-discovery journey to self-acceptance that you are all on. And then I want to end with how I've been using what already works for me, right? My own brain, my own personality, my own habits to accelerate my wins. And I'll leave you with some questions so that you can do it too. Before we talk about making it easier, let's talk about the main reason we can make this journey even harder on ourselves. Many of us look outside of ourselves to find what the experts say in the area of improvement we are challenged by. Sometimes that's asking peers, looking to mentors, etc. Again, in itself, it's not a problem. This behavior creates an issue for us when we either consciously or not decide that others know better than we do. We find our way to self-development and self-improvement, and we find experts in this field or that field, whichever area you're looking at. They then share their thoughts and ideas, and we start to adopt those standards and practices. Have you ever really thought about it, though? I don't know about you, but if I did what every expert says is the best way to schedule my time, do my self-coaching, work out, socialize, plan my food, etc. I would be exhausted. It's just not possible. If any of you has figured it out, though, please let me know. I'd love to know your secret. Maybe we look to experts, but then we could ask ourselves not how can I change to meet the standard, but rather what am I already doing? Or better yet, how do I make it easy for myself to attain this new goal? That is setting yourself up for success. Easy is not a cop-out, my dear ones. It is a valid way to support yourself in what you want to achieve, whatever that is. I want to offer two very unique ways I make going after new challenges, new goals, really easy on myself. They both stem from the same idea. And that is to use what comes easily and naturally to my brain and make use of it instead of fighting against it. 
I am sharing these not because I think they are what you should do. In fact, what works for me and what comes easily to me is likely going to be different for you. But I share these because I'd like for you to keep an open mind as to what that could be for you. It's not the use of a particular trait that we once have, but rather the mechanics of how I figured out these for myself that I think will be useful for you today. The two examples are especially important because I think they go against or a little contrary to what you'll normally hear in the coaching world. This is what makes these examples so good. We want to answer the urge to improve all of the time as Enneagram type ones. And we look outside of ourselves to decide what that looks like and what that standard should be. I'm telling you that no one can decide for you what your standard should be. Okay. All right. Now on with those examples. The area I most often see clients say that they need to do it that way, the way that the expert says, and that they don't tap into their own genius is in creating the mindset they need to get the job done. Clients will tell me they need to do this or that or follow this system or that system of time management because that's what this expert does. Inevitably, it doesn't work because they are trying to force someone else's thoughts and beliefs that they don't feel to their core. A new belief that you don't embody through felt sense is going to be like a bad post-it note. It's not going to stick. Sometimes we want to change our belief because the one we currently hold is in the way of us achieving a goal. Sometimes it's because it's in the way of a self-concept that would feel so much better to hold. And sometimes it's because we're up-leveling a current mindset or belief. Let's use the last example. There are beautiful tools, mindset tools, that you can use to up-level your self-concept. The one that comes to mind for me are ladder thoughts. If you don't know what those are, a ladder thought is a new thought that brings you closer to what you ultimately want to believe. You need to go up that ladder one step at a time. Otherwise, the big fancy new concept won't stick. An example of this is that you can't change your mindset about your body from I hate my body to suddenly thinking that you have a banging body. Your brain is going to be on to you and resist it completely. What does work is to move up one rung of the ladder for each thought. So in this case, this would look like going from I hate my body to starting to believe that there are parts of my body that I kind of like. This works. And here's what else I discovered. I can make the transition from one mindset to another much easier on myself by using habits that are already automatic to me. When I think of what I do naturally, what comes to mind is that I burst out in song all the time. So I started using that quirk to stop the beliefs I don't want and simply refocus myself to the now. I have an ease in um, remembering song lyrics. And the moment someone says something that reminds me of a lyric, I am likely to go full on into song. It's one of my quirks, and I don't intend on changing that. 
but I have found a new use for it. I don't have to force my better feeling, life-altering new thought when an old one comes in. What I really need to do is to get present again, and I can do that with a song. For example, I was having a hard time changing my mindset about graying hair. Clearly, if you've seen any recent photo of me, you know I have worked this through. And one of my secrets was to go into song. If you want to see any of those pictures, you can go to my Instagram. I'm at Dominic Vandal. Pretty easy. Now, let me set the stage, though. Every time I would look at myself in the mirror and an old belief would creep in. For me, that was graying hair looks unprofessional. We know that that's complete hogwash, but at the time, the belief would still pop up, even though I was determined to love my graying hair and not by force, but by true change in mindset. I have two go-to songs when I hear an old belief I don't want anymore and that I'm actively changing. First song is Stop in the Name of Love by the Supremes. And the second is Stop by the Spice Girls. I will spare you my singing. I'm not a singer. This is something that my brain does whether I want it to or not. And it takes zero effort on my part. I have made changing my beliefs easy and it's not a cop-out. Picture it with me, if you will. I'm looking in the mirror and I see my graying hair. My habitual thought would come in and it used to be, well, that looks unprofessional. And instead of trying to convince myself in that moment that graying hair is beautiful, I would look in the mirror and sing one of my songs. And then I'd start laughing. Full belly laugh. And now there's room for, oh, and I actually look pretty today. I look pretty good today. Oh, and look at that smile. It all kind of bubbles up naturally instead of me forcing it. The other quirk that's come in handy, also related to music, is to use music to move my energy and change my emotional state when I feel stuck or out of ideas. Hear me out. The mental body, the headspace, is not the only tool, nor is it your most important tool for going about your day, respecting your schedule, and achieving big goals. You could use mindset and reframe your thinking from I'm stuck to I know the next step to take. Notice how they feel different in your body. I'm stuck is a closed emotion, and it fuels inaction, non-action, bringing you farther away from your goal of creating that thing, say a workshop. Whereas I know the next step to take is more expansive in nature and will fuel action that will get you closer to your goal of creating that workshop. What if something else comes even more easily to you, though? For me, that's moving my body and shaking that energy. If I'm just staring at a computer screen and I can't bring myself to believing that I know the next step, and this may come as a shock, but I don't self-coach for hours on end. I do prepare myself for the possibility that my brain will offer me this thought at the planned time to do my workshop. I've talked about that in episode three, how to support ourselves daily as once. But beyond that, I try to make it easy for myself. So if after 10, 15 minutes, I'm still stuck, 
I put on some music that I know helps to move the energy from stuck to open or alive. I'm likely to sing and move with that music. This allows my body to liberate the tension and reset, so to speak. Just like the brain can change your felt experience, the opposite also works. Use what comes easily to you. Now, remember, it's in your hands. Now that you have this information, what do you want to do with that? How do you want to apply that to your life? So how can you go ahead and find some of your quirks and habits so that you could make your journey, whatever it is, easier? I, of course, have a few questions here to help you figure out just that. Question one, consider what are some habits or quirks you've been trying to squelch, eliminate, remove from your life? After you've written those out, I want you to consider how might this habit be used to support myself towards the outcome I want. We are so easy to dismiss the habit as bad. What if it can support you? And third, what am I willing to experiment with even if it goes against supposed best practices in the field? Of course, I am not suggesting that my habits will make it easy for each of you, but I know that when I got into self-development, I put aside some of the things that came easily to me in favor of following best practices set by others. Turns out it's easy to go into song and get present in my body instead of forcing a thought. Turns out it's easy for me to change my emotional state by putting on music and letting my body do what it knows to do instead of forcing a mindset. So go ahead. Find how you can make reaching that next level or improved self easy for yourself. Until next time, love to each and every one. Thank you so much for listening to the Enneagram One Project podcast, your go-to podcast for all things one. Now, if you're wanting to integrate what you're learning here and be supported by your very own personal Enneagram One Life Coach, then I invite you to head over to my website, dominicvandal.com, D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-V-A-N-D-A-L. Look at the very top of the page for the Work With Me tab. I'd love to be the one in your corner, helping you to navigate your oneness. Let's make it your superpower. 